What's shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and I am excited. I am fired up for EO Fire's December 2016 income report. It was our last income report of 2016. Now that we are here in January of 2017 with a full year ahead of us, but December was a great month for a lot of reasons. We're going to be getting into the details of those reasons in a couple minutes here. But real quick first, let's check out December 2016's income at a glance. Our gross income for December was $216,000. Our total expenses were $71K for a total net profit of $145,000, which is crazy because it's a difference of $1,228 from November which percentage-wise is like 0.00 something. So super, super close net profit from November. Two great months in a row. We're fired up. And we have, again, some really cool things we're going to be talking about. Josh is going to be giving a tax tip about what it means to be an employer. Certain things you need to know about that, Fire Nation. Frank's going to be teaching us how to surf to success in 2017. That's going to make all the sense in the world when we get to Frank's part. And, of course, we're going to be chatting about the math. Mastery Journal, the fact that it's arriving and here in January, it's actually going to be arriving via Kickstarter on January 23rd when that Kickstarter campaign goes live, but the physical copy arrived in December. So we got some things to share about that. And then plus holiday fun. I mean, who doesn't have fun over the holidays if you're an entrepreneur? Um, Well, all of us because we're having to work as well, but we have some fun too and we're going to talk about that as well. But first off, I have a couple people on the line with me. So say hello, everybody. What's up, Fire? Nation. <laughs> Happy New Year, Fire Nation. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks for all that, guys. And we're going to be meeting with Josh and Frank and, of course, Kate in a little bit here. And in fact, no, not even in a little bit. We're going to say hello to Josh right now, our CPA, the CPA on fire, because he has that killer December tax tip that I was talking about, what it means to be an employer. So, Josh, take it away. All right, John, before we get started, I have a little bit of trivia to throw at you. Did you know that psychologists say the three biggest fears for humans are public speaking, death, and hiring their first employee? Okay, okay, I made that last one up. But for entrepreneurs and small business owners, it's really probably not all that far from the truth. Because bringing on your first employee comes with the fear of increased costs, extra taxes, paperwork, making sure you have the cash flow to keep your new employee paid and happy, all that good stuff that comes with it. So, you should absolutely know what you're getting yourself into and make sure your business is ready for that jump. Because the truth is, bringing out employees can be a great thing, right? This is something that Entrepreneur on Fire is going through right now. Recently, you brought on a bunch of employees. It's been great for the business. But I know it's been frustrating at times making sure that you're doing everything that comes with that, right? So, today, to make sure that all of Fire Nation can survive becoming a new employer... I'm going to give them three tips to survive it, all right? And one quick note here, when we say employees, we truly mean actual employees and not contractors or virtual assistants, all right? So you can go back and look at the October 2014 income report to to kind of see what we said the difference between the two was, but in this case, we're talking about actual employees, all right? So tip number one is you've got to hire an amazing payroll company, right? Is it possible to handle your own payroll? In theory, yes, and I've had several clients try to do just that, and every single time, without fail, they end up switching to a payroll company within a few months of starting. Why? Because payroll taxes are super confusing. 
right? There's employer taxes, there's employee taxes, there's withholding taxes, unemployment taxes, and potentially state and local taxes on top of it. And that's not even to mention things like state and federal laws to monitor wage garnishments and other hiccups that can just come along and make your life miserable while running your own payroll. Oh, and did I even bring up uh, that some of these taxes will be filed monthly, some will be filed quarterly, and some will be filed annually? Is your head spinning yet? If so, good. That's, that's the goal here. I'm trying to make sure that you never, ever attempt to do this by yourself. All right? Hiring a great payroll company will take all of this responsibility out of your hands. You can essentially be telling them who gets paid what and when, and they take care of the rest. All right? Do not try to do this yourself. Hire the experts. And if you're looking for an expert in this area, the, the one that I highly recommend, the one that we use whenever possible for our clients is Gusto. Super affordable, and they're going to make your payroll lives insanely easier. All right, so tip number one, hire an awesome payroll company. Tip number two, you need to know ahead of time that your costs are going to go up with an employee. Right? If you're used to paying your contractors, switching some or all of them to employees is going to increase your costs. Okay? Instead of just paying their wages now, like you did as contractors, now you have to add in the additional costs of Social Security and Medicare taxes, which is going to be about 7.6% of their pay, probably unemployment taxes on top of that, and potentially workers' comp insurance, right? All of this is going to be added on to what you already paid them. Now, I will say most of these costs are going to be tax deductible, which is going to take a small bite out of them, but a safe estimate is that turning someone into an employee when they were a contractor is going to increase the cost that you pay them by about 10% annually. All right, so if you were paying someone $50,000 as a contractor, you're moving them over to an employee, now you're going to want to go ahead and just plan to pay them $55,000 when all is said and done. All right, so it's going to increase your costs. And finally, number three, I want you to have an understanding of your state and federal employment laws. All right, I know, I know, I told you in tip number one that this was the reason you should hire an expert, and I stand by that, all right? But you still have to have a decent understanding of the laws involved with having in place. First of all, the government's going to ultimately hold you responsible for any mistakes made in this area, even if you hire a payroll company, right? It's sort of like your taxes. You're responsible for your income taxes, even if you hire a CPA to do them. So you have to have an understanding of what's going on and make sure that nothing is being missed. Right? I know Kate's constantly doing this. She's going through saying, is our payroll company filing this? Did they withhold this? Is this report being filed on time? Right? And it's, it's, her life is still way, way simpler than it would be if she was doing it all herself. But she knows that, she, that Entrepreneur on Fire is the one that's ultimately responsible for this. So she's still backing them up and making sure it's getting done. All right, so those are my three tips. Hire an awesome payroll company. Know ahead of time that your costs are going to go up with an employer or with an employee and have a basic understanding of all your state and federal employment laws. My biggest recommendation here, and I feel like I say this about every tip, but you've got to talk with a CPA and an attorney you trust before bringing on your first employee, right? Find out if there are any laws you need to be aware of, if there are any contracts you need to have signed, and if there's any other do's or don'ts both you and your payroll company need to be following, right? This is your responsibility. You've, you've got to be aware of it. And one other great resource that uh, I, know, I know Kate's big on and we recommend is is SHRM, which is Society for Human Resources Management. Right? These guys are going to help you make sure that you're getting all the human resources side of this stuff sorted out. All right, so all in all, adding your first employee can be an 
awesome move for your business. It can help you scale, make, reach all those income goals you're trying to reach. All right. But it does come with additional responsibility. So I want you to follow these three tips. I want you to talk to some experts and you're going to make sure that this process that can be super scary is much easier to handle. All right. It's, it's scary. It's hard, but there's a right and a wrong way to do it. So that's all I got for you this month. Um, I know, again, this is a scary process. I know a lot of Fire Nation is probably to the point where they're maybe starting to consider bringing on that employee. Follow this and their lives will be easier. So yeah, uh, where people can find me, as usual, my website, cpmfire.com. Uh, they can reach out to me directly, josh at cpmfire. And as always, we have that free resource for them where they can kind of figure out which business entity is right for them, which they can get at cpmfire.com slash Fire Nation. So we'll see you next month. Josh, thanks for that, brother. And Fire Nation, make sure you do go to cpaonfire.com or just email josh at cpaonfire.com. Just as he mentioned, he's super friendly, always there, ready to work with you, Fire Nation. And now we're going to move directly into Frank's segment. Frank is our friend from Kahuna, and he has a great accounting tip. So Frank, why don't you jump on? Maybe use a couple sentences to just share exactly what it is that you do, your connection with EO Fire and our team, and then dive into your December tax tip. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, JLD. I appreciate it. Yeah. And Fire Nation, I am fired up. Um, it's exciting because we get to do the the bookkeeping and accounting, and we help you and we help Josh Bowerly um, help you and Kate be able to take what you're doing, the, the numbers, as a story. Again, a lot of times people get freaked out about accounting, and it really is just a way to keep score, and it's a way to tell your story. And right now, the story is good. It's exciting. And so one of the things that, that we do is we provide virtual services and helping entrepreneurs focus on what they do best, which is being entrepreneurs. If you're really entrepreneurial about accounting, you're going to be like Josh Bowerly and, and have your own accounting business. For those people who don't, people like us can help them to really focus on what they do best, which is what it is to serve people and to be able to create value out there as entrepreneurs, which rocks. That definitely rocks. And I can say, honestly, Frank, we wouldn't have as smooth of a business if it wasn't for people like you, like Josh, who are out there doing what you do best so we can do what we do best in Fire Nation. That's what it's all about, amplifying what you do great and hiring the right team around you to fill in those spaces that you just might not do great in. So Frank, take it away. Awesome. Well, one of the things that as you look at being an entrepreneur, there's really two words, a lot of buzzwords that's out there. But two words, if I had to choose what it really is the epitome of being successful. And number one is being intentional. And number two is being adaptable. Because no matter what we think, the market is going to tell us something different. The, the clients and customers are going to tell us something different. And so we have to know what we need to do and we have to be adaptable for that. So as a really simple strategy I'd like to share with Fire Nation, it's just the four letters of the word SURF. So we're Kahuna Accounting, and uh, we provide virtual accounting services for entrepreneurs, and we basically teach them how to surf. Now, that may be a little bit of a non sequitur, may, may be a little bit of a uh, – that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> but if you look at the four letters of surf and really kind of break it into two parts, the first is survey and understand. And then the second part is respond and focus. So as you just take this as a very, very simple methodology – of being adaptable. So when something happens, we can look at it, survey the situation, and then understand, be able to just take the clues that we're given. So if our numbers, if our revenue is not exactly what we want, we can survey and understand what's happening there. We can look at if, if our 
um, expenses are way higher. Again, it's the same thing. So basically, we use this strategy constantly. It's really just the same thing that you do when you're driving your car. As you're driving down the road, you're surveying and understanding where you are. And then as a second part of that, you're responding and focusing on where you want to go. So it doesn't have to be difficult. It is part of the goal setting process. It's part of the uh, goal achievement process. So related to bookkeeping and accounting, survey and understand, understanding exactly what it is that you want to, to achieve. So as you're looking at revenue and looking at the revenue for this for December is fantastic, $216,000. Now, if the revenue target was a million dollars, well, maybe that's not so fantastic <laughs> compared to where you are. If it was 100000 it is definitely fantastic. So it has to be in relation to what you set out to achieve. So as you survey and understand, it gives you a chance to be able to take a deep breath, accept the information just as feedback. And then, and this is really important, I say respond because there's a big difference between responding and reacting. It's very easy to react when something happens, and and reacting is giving up control to something else. We don't want to do that. We as entrepreneurs want to be able to take a deep breath. Uh, As a matter of fact, I heard you this morning talking about with your left hand (laughs) on your belly. That was really helpful. I center myself and breathe and make my belly go out and respond based on what it is that we want to achieve and then focus on what our end results are, what our goals are. So rather than just kind of get whipsawed by the world, you know, we can't control the waves but we can learn how to surf. And how that applies to bookkeeping and accounting and your tax planning is being very intentional about what you want, what you want for your team, for your business, for your net profit, and being able to take what the market gives you and through your financials, through your bookkeeping, your key performance indicators, be able to see what those are and adapt as necessary to make the micro changes to get your macro goal and where you want to be. And that, my friend, is how you surf success in 2017. I love analogies. And Frank, you're just a guy that really can figure out analogies to make it make sense to people like myself. And I know a lot of people that are listening where this stuff just doesn't come as second nature. And one more time to go over this, Fire Nation, it's SURF, which is an acronym for Survey, Understand, Respond, Focus. But you even break that down more, Frank, which I love. Survey your financials. Understand how you did in relation to how you wanted to do within that time period. Respond and adapt as necessary. Focus on what you intentionally set out to achieve. I mean, if you follow these four steps, if you follow this surf mentality, you will, Frank, as I love how you put it at the end here, have happy surfing in 2017. So, Frank, close this down for us. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your tip? And then make sure you tell us how we can find out more about you. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, JLD. I appreciate it. You and Kate, fantastic to learn from and with. And so for all the entrepreneurs out there, as we're looking at 2017, it's the beginning of the year. So we have a clean canvas. So be intentional about what it is that you want to achieve. So as you're looking at your bookkeeping, your results, your key performance indicators, know exactly what you want to achieve. And then be adaptable using the surf strategy to make the micro changes that you need to. So as you're surfing the waves of the marketplace, of the entrepreneurial service of others, know that it's not going to work out as we um, spreadsheeted it in Excel. It's going to be what it's going to be, and we have to be able to adapt and respond to that. And that process gives us control to be able to do the very best we can for our clients and customers, and that's how we make 2017 rock. Love it. And how can we find out more about you? 
you can visit kahunaaccounting.com. It's very simple, and there's tools there for no matter what kind of entrepreneur you are. Our goal is to help you achieve your victories, and that's literally how we achieve our victories. We achieve our victories through the victories of those we serve, and we love serving entrepreneurs. Fire Nation, we love Kahuna Accounting, so definitely check out kahunaaccounting.com. See what they have going on. See how they can help you in 2017, just like they've been helping us for years now. So, Frank, thanks again, brother. We'll catch you in a couple months, and until then, have a great one. All right. Thanks, Frank. So, Fire Nation, we're going to be moving into what went down in December because we had some things that went down in December, and they were mostly good things. Number one, the Mastery Journal. It arrived. It arrived, like the physical version of the Mastery Journal. I remember the first time I unwrapped the Freedom Journal back in 2015. It was that same experience. I was like, I just, I just want this to be great, and it was, and to hold it. And yes, I will admit, I smelled it too. It just the, the feel, the smell, it was all great. I just loved having it as a reality in my hands. And we only were able to, to air freight over, because it's very expensive from, from China, five copies of it. So I was very limited with the number that I had, but the whole 30,000 have been making their way over from China on the slow boat now, uh, which is a much more economical option. And they hopefully will be all set up in mid-February. So that as soon as our Kickstarter campaign is over, boom, we'll be mailing out Freedom Journal, uh, Mastery Journals to your door. And Freedom Journals as well, by the way, because we have success packs within this Kickstarter campaign that I'm super fired up about. So just not to to belabor this point, Fire Nation, but we are launching the Mastery Journal Kickstarter campaign on January 23rd. I would love for you to be a part of it. I would love and so appreciate your support. If you want to check it out before January 23rd, you're going to get the first 30 days of the Mastery Journal for free via this killer PDF that Kate made. If you want to go visit it on January 23rd through the 24th of February, the mastery will get you there and of course that same link's going to work after the campaign's over we have a killer video with an amy porterfield intro and a lot of great rewards some awesome stuff that's going to go quick by the way so hopefully you're going to check it out pretty soon after our launch on january 23rd i'm excited i'm fired up and it's coming kind of on the heels of my 37th birthday so this is kind of a little birthday gift to myself was getting the mastery journal done before i went home uh, to Maine for a three-week vacation, which was epic, and, and, and that all happened. So now I'm 37 years old. The Mastery Journal launch is about to happen, and it was just a great close to a great month. And Kate, one thing that we talked about while we were there, you know, it was really cool the, with everything that's going on with the Mastery Journal, but we're like, you know, we don't want to forget, you know, we don't want like the Freedom Journal to turn into like a redheaded stepchild, which I'm not really sure why that's like such a phrase, but that was the first thing that came to mind. But we don't want that to happen with the Freedom Journal. So we've been giving it some extra love as well. And we've been doing some pretty cool things with the Freedom Journal via Amazon. So can you kind of step in here, maybe talk a little bit about what we've done with a recent hire, how we've been doing on Amazon, and how December really blew the doors off. Yeah, for sure. So I I guess we can't really continue to say, it, well, it is our most recent hire. He is our most recent hire, Ian, who's here in Puerto Rico with us. Um, but gosh, he's been a part of the team for like six months now. So that's, you know, a good chunk of time. Um, but anyways, since hiring Ian, uh, we've been able to make some big moves, as you said, John, on Amazon at as it relates to the Freedom Journal. So when Ian came on board, the Freedom Journal 
on Amazon was kind of the first project that he took on. And that included doing keyword research. John, you hooked hooked him up with a coach who talked to him about advertising on Amazon. And he did a whole lot of testing. So kind of like the key important thing about you know, even talking about the Freedom Journal on Amazon is that this was something that we totally put on the back burner because, you know, you were working on the Mastery Journal, John. We have Podcasters Paradise. We were traveling. We moved to Puerto Rico. We're trying to settle into our new home. Like we just had a lot of stuff going on. And while the Freedom Journal on Amazon is absolutely important to us, you know, we had it set up on Shopify and we let ourselves ride on that for a few months. But uh, when Ian came on board, it was really fantastic to be able to hand this project off to him, just have him run with it and see how he could work to increase our sales. So while the holidays certainly have, you know, most likely played a role in our increased sales over the past couple of months, as I'm sure you've noticed in the income report, I would say we're pretty confident that we wouldn't be where we are right now without Ian's contributions for sure. So Ian, huge shout out. Um, And we look forward to continuing to track the trends with our listing and sharing them with you right here in our income reports. But, you know, it's been really cool to just follow like a very basic pattern of this kind of is on the tail of what Frank was talking about, too. Like, what is our goal with the Freedom Journal? Well, of course, we want to get the Freedom Journal into the hands of more people because we know the impact that it can have. We know 110% that whoever uses the Freedom Journal can accomplish their goal in 100 days. And so for us to take a step back and say, well, we can certainly make a bigger impact if we grow our reach on Amazon, then going ahead and surveying, understanding that. And then the second part is actually putting that into action. Okay, how are we going to do this? Luckily, we had Ian to help us run this project and kind of be the head of this. And now here we are, we're actually tweaking our listing. We're trying different titles. We're looking for keywords. We're doing keyword research. We're, um, you know, trying to establish like what Amazon ads are and how they'll work for us, what our ROI is. So, you know, when you do take a step back and kind of look at it from a very baseline of what are you trying to achieve and what steps can you take to try to get there, it becomes kind of pretty basic. (laughs) So basically, Fire Nation, we're excited about how these journals are going to work together in this kind of success journal umbrella that we're building. And within the Mastery Journal Kickstarter launch, again, we're going to have these success packs for both the Freedom and the Mastery Journal because sometimes, guess what? You need to be focusing on a goal and that's your thing. But maybe you've already accomplished that big goal or you don't necessarily know what goal you want right now. Then maybe it's the Mastery Journal so you can right now, today, start working on your productivity, your discipline, your focus, and mastery mastered those three skills in 100 days, which is at different times in our, we're at different points in our life at different times in our life. And we have to be intentional and recognize those things. So we love you, Freedom Journal. We love you, Mastery Journal. You, we, we, we love you equally, you know, like you would say to any any kids that you, you have. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, we're definitely going to be dedicating the necessary resources to make sure that both of these rock, not just 2017, but the decades to come. So, okay, let's kind of move forward into holiday fun because we definitely had a lot of that. I mean, I can remember 
We ended Palmas with a pretty solid bang. I mean, we had an ugly sweater Christmas party that was a blast that we went to, and we got to have a nice little dinner with some friends we made down here for my birthday, which was great, right at Palmanova Center. And then we took off for our respective sides of the United States, you know, mine being the east side, yours being the west side, where we spent a week apart, and you got to hang out in San Diego and just enjoy sun and fun, and I got to hang out in Maine and enjoy dry heat and, you know, being inside all day because it was freezing. And, <laughs> and we both, you know, had our own examples of holiday fun during that time. So why don't you kind of share what happened uh, for you back in San Diego, then I'll talk about me in Maine, and then our reuniting a couple days before New Year's for quite the wedding. Aww. Not our wedding, Fire Nation. <laughs> yeah, Somebody some people were just like, wait, how did I not get invited? <laughs> Uh, San Diego was awesome. I always so appreciate and extremely value time with my family. Um, and what was really special about this Christmas is my aunt and uncle who live out in New Mexico actually came out to stay with us as well. So it was kind of one of those Christmases. I, I don't come from a huge family. So it's typically, you know, me, my mom, my dad and my sister. And so to kind of have like a full house now, my sister, her husband, they have a couple kids, my niece and my nephew, who I love dearly. Um, it was kind of fun to have like that hustle bustle. Like there's lots of people around all the time and there's always something going on. Um, but when I say always something going on, like it was really, really fun Christmas stuff. We did like an entire day of baking Christmas cookies and listening to Christmas carols, like, you know, all the fun stuff that you usually just see in the movies, but like we actually made it happen. <laughs> um, and, you know, again, it was just really great to spend time with my family. The weather was beautiful out in San Diego. And John, like you said, I kind of got the best of both worlds because then I got to fly out to Maine and hang with you and your fam. Yes, and that was not a warm transition. It was pretty much zero-ish degrees for a week. We did definitely go through a cold front, so we have a picture on the income report with Kate um, and her family on the pier in Pacific Beach in San Diego, uh, you know, where it's like 70 and gorgeous and the waves are crashing and people are actually surfing behind her. Then a picture below of me the same day. Just literally, I'm not in the picture, but I took the picture out my window where my lake, Kennebunk Pond, that my parents live at is frozen over. There's ice shacks. There's snow everywhere. So just the disparity that we experienced was pretty fun and pretty funny. Uh, but then you made your trip out to Maine a couple days after Christmas. And I guess actually, let me back up a little bit because I'll share that I have a big, huge family. And so when we do our Christmas, it's like 40 people at my grandmother's house. We do a Yankee swap where it's like this whole thing. So like my Christmas was very packed with a lot of family and a lot of love and a lot of fun. And it was a great time. Kate was definitely missed. You know, everybody is just super disappointed when she's not there. And I'm just like, well, I'm here. Like, doesn't that count? They're like, yeah, that's cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> not really. But then Kate did, to everybody's happiness, uh, arrive a few days after Christmas and we got to go to a New Year's Eve wedding, which was amazing, right in downtown Boston on the banks of the Charles River. And it was a great experience. My best friend in the world, who I was his best man at his wedding, his younger brother, seven years younger, just got married. And it was a great wedding. We had a blast. We got to dance the night away, take in the New Year's uh, bell together. And I think, I mean, Kate, is that five or six years running for us? I think that's five years running. Wow. Um, yeah, 2010, um, 11, 
2011 New Year's would have been like the first New Year that we knew each other. Yeah. So I think this was the fifth New Year's Eve kiss that we had. And it was as romantic as any of them. And we just had a blast (laughs) dancing with family and friends because my parents were there because they're friends with my best friend's parents. So it was like a whole family affair. And it was cool. It was enjoyable. And then um, I actually got to ski. I went up to Sugarloaf to ski for three days, which was a blast. Um, that was fun. I got to do it with my best friend, aforementioned. And so we had a great time doing that as well. And then Kate and I took back off for um, Puerto Rico after a few days of kind of trying to stay warm in Maine. And from that, we've kind of settled back in and got ready for this launch that we're about to be diving into on January 23rd. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, Fire Nation. It's called themasteryjournal.com. <laughs> but uh, Kate, anything you want to mention before I dive into the 2016 income breakdown? Well, yeah, I'm actually really concerned about this now. So that would have been our sixth New Year's kiss. Oh, wow. Okay. So 2012 was the first one because I moved out to Maine in 2011. So 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, and we just rang in 17. There it is. So that's six years. We've known each other for like almost seven years. That's insane. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now you can get to the income breakdown. Is there anything relevant you want to talk about? No, it's <laughs> okay. So, December 2016's income breakdown. Product and service income was a big month, 140k. Uh, Shopify was great. We did twenty thousand dollars in Shopify alone. What that that equates to about uh, four hundred, or I should say, to exactly four hundred and twenty Freedom Journals in ninety-one digital packs. Amazon crushed it. We did seven hundred and thirty-seven Freedom Journal sales for twenty-eight thousand. For uh, four hundred twenty-five dollars for a total of forty-nine thousand dollars just for the month, uh, which is mind blowing. I mean, if you had told me that the Freedom Journal a year after I launched it would would bring in fifty k, I would have said that's awesome. Uh, Podcasters Paradise brought in fifteen thousand dollars on a recurring level. We did ten thousand in new memberships for a total of twenty-five thousand dollars for the month. Sponsorship revenue was sixty thousand um, dollars, and we have a bunch of other things that kind of make up that one hundred and forty k that we have listed out on the income report for affiliate income. We did seventy-five thousand uh, dollars. Twenty thousand of that was from ClickFunnels, which if you haven't heard of where obsessed with. We actually created a great course called funnelonfire.com, which we really, really recommend you check it out because Kate put a lot of hard work, effort, energy, and it's awesome. We're getting great feedback from it. And then that leads into ClickFunnels, um, which is a great program software for anybody looking to take their business to the next level. And we have actually Actually, when I was up at Sugarloaf um, skiing with my best friend, I had to take an afternoon and do a joint webinar with Russell Brunson, which you can watch the replay of at eofire.com slash click. And Russell is the co-founder of ClickFunnels. So that was great to get on with him, do a great webinar, make a lot of sales, do our thing. Um, we also did $15,000 from Create Awesome Online Courses, which we love. David Seitman Garland, we did $20,000 with Remit's course, uh, which is zero to launch. And Michael Hyatt's best year ever was $7,500 in revenue. So we really crushed affiliates for December, which was awesome. That kind of all came into play. Um, but then the expenses do come in, and we had over $68,000 in business expenses, um, which we list out point by point by Gruesome points um, on eofire.com slash income 40, our 40th income report. But that brought our net profit to $145,000. Nothing to complain about, uh, but definitely a lot to learn from that. And again, eofire.com slash income 40, we list everything out step by step by step 
all of our wins, all of our losses, all of the income that we brought in, all the expenses that we had. So you can definitely check that out and pretty much have any question that might be going through your mind right now answered within this report. And Kate, why don't you bring this home with our biggest lesson learned, goals and three words. So inspired by the incredible Chris Brogan, I started my own tradition of choosing three words based on my goals for the new year. And Chris talks about this in a blog post and he writes about it every year when he chooses his three words. I kind of got on this bandwagon like either last year or the year before. Um, But I've linked up the post from Chris in our income report. So eofire.com slash income for zero. And if you skip down to the biggest lesson learned, you can check out Chris's post where he goes into detail about it. But basically, the idea behind choosing three words would be to help represent your vision and guide you towards successfully achieving the goals that you've set. If you've never done this before, I highly, highly recommend it. I've already turned to my three words a million times and it's only January. It's not even the middle of January yet. Um, So having my three words last year, which were systems, leverage and strength, not only helped me get back on track when I was feeling a little out of the lines or like I wasn't really sure which direction to turn, but they also help encourage and motivate me. So when when I'm feeling like I'm not achieving everything that I want to achieve or I'm not sure what what project I should pick up next, like they kind of just help you realign with your goals. So this year, my three words are breathe, commit and share. And while my goals remain somewhat consistent with those that I had in 2016, my words to me this year, when I compared them um, to my three words last year, they seem completely different, but it turns out they actually aren't all that different in meaning because if you were to see the Word document where I write out these three words and then actually talk about what they mean to me and how I'm going to use them, like I said, to kind of get back on track, they are really super similar. So Anyway, bottom line, biggest lesson, if you haven't set your goals for the new year and you're feeling like having three words to help guide you throughout the year might be helpful, then I highly encourage you to take just 30 minutes today to sit down and reflect and write down what your goals are going to be, even if it's just what your one goal for the next three months is going to be. You don't have to plan out the entire year and have three huge goals just start with one. And hey, I actually know an incredible resource to help you with that. It's called the Freedom Journal. And uh, <laughs> and again, um, thinking about your three words, checking out Chris Brogan's post where he goes into detail about choosing your three words and the meaning and the purpose behind it. Definitely take some time to check it out, Fire Nation. 2017 is your year. All right, well, I'm gonna try to come up with my three words for the next income report. I'm not gonna rush it and just come out with three things now because I probably would just say fire, fire, fire. So I'm gonna (laughs) give it some time. I'm gonna think about my three words. Next income report, Fire Nation, I'll come at you live with those things. Hold me to it, hold me to it. I just made a note for it though. But Fire Nation, as always, thank you for just hanging out with us during this income report. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you got value. We do hope you join us at themasteryjournal.com on January 23rd for our launch because we just love hearing from you because you're so honest with us. Like, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How can we improve? We're here. We're transparent. We're always learning. We're always listening. That actually is going to probably be one of my three words is listening. That's huge. I know how important that is. And I'll, I'll give you the other two, Fire Nation, in the next income report. But as always, awesome, Kate. 
Josh, Frank, you guys dropped value bombs throughout this entire episode. Fire Nation, you're awesome, and we will catch you on the flip side. Happy 2017.